Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, episode 51. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're here. We're coming at you live from Casa de Chafraira. Uh, or Casa de Bo, really. He owns the place. It really is Casa de Bo. Um, Bo, uh, sleeping on the couch. Today was two doses of Prozac. And I gave him some Advantix. Yeah, we had, uh, Bo had fleas today. Not today, but Friday. Mm, we, we, Saturday. We gave him a bath. Well, we didn't give him a bath. Right. We sent him to the Chateau Marmont. Yeah. Because I was working on Saturday and Dory was getting other shit done. So we were like, instead of poor Bo waiting around for us to come walk him, why don't we give him a walk in the morning and then take oh, him to the Chateau. So then we took him to the Chateau and we were like, oh, he kind of stinks. Yeah, he hasn't I had a bath in a while. I have been telling him he was stinky. Um, I also brushed his teeth yesterday. Yeah. Um, Bo's getting quite... He's really getting a workup. Uh, quite a like uh, new bow. Like a, I know. A bow makeover. So then when I picked him up, 
the guy was like, uh, he had some fleas. <laughs> Unbelievable like, news. What? And they said they gave him a flea bath, but I ordered some more stuff for him. Yeah. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like when I put the stuff on him. No, he's always been uh, angry at it. Yeah. Whenever we've tried to put it on him. Yeah. I wonder if it hurts. It Maybe it stings. Yeah, it must sting, right? I don't know. Poor Does bro. anyone know if it stings? If so, contact us. Email Bo Regard Bosch. Oh, no. He doesn't have an email. Not yet. Um, so, yeah. He will. So, that was exciting. Uh so here's the uh, here's the here's the quick business up top. Please leave your iTunes reviews. We appreciate them. They help the show a lot. And also look at our Facebook group and join it. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, and there's a new spinoff group for people who have gotten pregnant and had children after infertility. And uh, you guys can go over there and talk quietly amongst yourselves while the rest of us still complain about not getting pregnant. Uh, they are. Um, it's really cute. They're coming up with a little like. Uh, spin-off logo. Oh. It says like Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure and then it says pregnancy and children. Maybe we'll just steal that logo if we ever get pregnant and have to change the podcast. And then they they changed our faces to two little babies. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I always assume that there'd just be like a baby in the middle oh, of yeah. our logo. Maybe. That's what I always assume. Yeah. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. It's uh, excellentpod.com. I'm going to ask Dory for not a checkup. I mean, com. not .com. It's at excellentpod. It's Twitter, so there's no .com. Yeah. It's at excellentpod. Dory, what's the update? How many followers do we have now? Um, as of this afternoon, we had 885. How many did we have last week? We had in the low 800s. <laughs> Guys. At Excellent Pod. It's the best way to get in contact with us. You can even ask short questions there that we can answer. That Dory will answer. <laughs> no, I mean that we can answer on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You're really throwing me under the bus for nothing. <laughs> uh, and, of course, our email is Matt at Gmail and mattanddory at gmail.com. And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. Updates. So, there was a new... Uh, development dory went to to dr beck on saturday solo yeah so i got my period now if you want to know why matt wasn't there i had a very slam day and had scheduled a podcast at 9 30 in the morning in pasadena this is all true and uh it was a little annoying uh but i could not find another time to record the podcast so you're getting a, you're getting a, you're getting an update, you know, because Dory went to the doctor, and B, next week you'll be getting the Tomorrow Never Dies episode of James Bonding Pod. So, Doctor Beck was like, "Oh, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. She missed you." Well, it's about time someone missed me. <gasps> I know. And then I tried to explain what you were doing. Yeah. And did you like also drop, by the way, we do a podcast about IVF? No. <laughs> I just, I would love one of our doctors to listen to it. You would? Just to see what their reaction is. Oh, wait, did I tell you I saw our old doctor? You, you, well, you didn't tell the listening audience. I'm telling them now. Yeah. I ran into, we, like I, as I was leaving, I saw him like walking down the hall and there was no way to avoid him. Yeah. Lord of the Ringlers. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she, it was an awkward exchange. Dory smiled and said hello. And he, he just sort of, he gave an afraid hello. 
Yeah. Um, Although then she I was doesn't like, know if did, did he recognize her? Hey, or, are you gonna let me tell the story? I mean, I feel like I'm pretending I was there. <laughs> I so see that. <laughs> it's really working out. Um. So anyway, back to Doctor Beck. After we, after I explained uh, what James Bonding was, and she asked me why Pierce Brosnan hadn't done more Bond movies. Good. All good questions. Um, Finally, an appointment I could have added something to. We got right to it. <laughs> she went right up my badge. Uh huh. Um, and she said everything looked good. That's exactly how James Bonding went. Oh. <laughs> interesting um and she was like oh there's the fibroid she loves pointing out the fibroid she always uh without fail will point at the fibroid and often reassures us it's not a problem but she points it out so much one thinks it might be a problem so then finally yesterday i was like wait a second like we removed there was one fibroid that we removed Mm -hmm. i was like why don't we just remove this fibroid when we went in two months ago valid question and she was like oh this fibroid we would have had to have done abdominal surgery mm-hmm. and it's a very risky surgery um it's possible that like you'd end up having to have a hysterectomy wow <laughs> and it's like the riskiest bloodiest surgery like OBGYN surgery <laughs> and i was like Okay. She's like, so I avoid it. Um, and then she was like, and if I feel like if someone has a fibroid that I feel like is a potential problem, um, she said Lupron can shrink them, Uh but she doesn't like love to do that. So unless it's like really a problem, she's not going to do it. And then like she, then she turned around and said, but I'm not going to start you on estrogen yet because I don't want it to grow. Well, she doesn't want it to become a problem. She doesn't want it to become a problem, which is a valid, uh, you know, it's a valid point totally yeah so whereas i think normally she would have just started me on estrogen patches right this weekend um which i was anticipating uh she was like okay you're gonna come back like if your blood work is all okay um i'll have you come back wednesday and we had a lot of running around this weekend yeah we sure did and um you'll come back wednesday and then you'll probably start the estrogen patches yeah so we got an appointment at 9 a.m on wednesday 10 a.m 10 oh it's 10 now Ten. The first one was said nine. Oh. The calendar said nine. I think I switched it like immediately. Damn. Sorry. It's really hoping for a tenner, a niner rather. No, they didn't have, that was the earliest they had. I like to go at nine guys and then I can just go to work and not be late. Yeah. Whatever. I know. Whatever. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go in on Wednesday and see yeah. and see how the lining's doing. We're, you know, we're pacing ourselves here. It looks like, uh, we're, we're you know, on track for an October deposit. Yep. In the bank of Dory. <laughs> yep. And we'll see if our funds grow. Yep. Or if we lose everything due to a financial housing collapse. Okay. You want to continue this metaphor? Dory's uterus, you see, <laughs> is the subprime mortgage. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, yeah. So lots happening in the world of, uh, of us and our and our IVF. This will be round. Uh, this will be this will be part two of our of our implantations transfers. transfers. What do you want to call it? Probably the right thing, which would be a transfer. <laughs> uh, we have not discussed which embryo is going in. We have not. I would like to leave it up to Doctor Beck. And I don't know what that means. 
That means we tell her, put in the best looking embryo and don't tell us what it is Mm. until we would find out like a normal pregnancy. I got to tell you, there's 100% chance of that getting fucked up. Oh yeah. Someone will tell us. Someone. Like SEMA. Like even like the nurse wheeling you out of the room. Right. Or into the room. Right. So be like, oh, so you guys are putting in the boy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what will happen. So I don't, I don't know why you uh, insist on uh, challenging them, but, uh, I, you know what it is? Yeah. I think like this process feels so artificial. Yeah. And so that's part, that's the part I enjoy about it. You like that it feels artificial. I like that we have some control over everything that's happening. It just feels like such a big decision. It is a big decision. And I think we'll make the right one. I don't know that Dr. Beck will. Oh, my God. Guys, we're fighting over which embryo to put in. Which embryo do you want to put in? Uh, the girl. Why? Because we, we went real hard to try to get that girl. Yep. So. What if she doesn't work? Then we put in the boy. And then we make our decision about whether or not we continue to try to have children or will we just raise Bo. To be a, a, a the first talking dog. Oh, okay. Didn't you say he was singing along to your guitar the he other day? He was also humming along this morning. He was? Yeah. Like staring straight up at me with his mouth closed, just going. <laughs> I was playing uh, Manic Depression on my guitar. Oh, that's apt. The Jimi Hendrix song. I was playing it very, you know, you weren't home this morning, so I was playing it at a very a much higher volume than I normally would well, play. Maybe it was hurting his ears, his little bow ears. Well, he could have gone to the bedroom. That's true. And been not hearing anything. That's true. And instead he decided to walk in, sit, and then... Searching my soul. Wow. But yeah, he's been in, I think, honestly, since the Prozac, he's been singing along to my guitar playing a lot more. They didn't say that was a side effect. Well, I'm going to I'm going to let them know when we go back in December for her next available appointment. Okay. She sent me the the I summary. Oh, did you read it? No. Did I didn't you? read it either. Yeah. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> um yeah. Now we got to start the muzzle training. We do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's the thing we have to do. How are you feeling about this transfer cycle? I have so much on my mind right now. The transfer cycle is like 900th on my brain. Mm. You know? I do. I wish we could elaborate more on the podcast about my life currently, but uh, a lot of work happening. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Did two full days of writing this weekend. Yep. In Burbank and then. Back to work tomorrow. Sidekick starts October 9th. Uh, we're doing a test show on October 2nd. And uh, yeah. Do you want to tell people where they can watch Sidekick? Yeah. It's, uh, if you go to projectalpha.com, you can sign up there. It's, uh, you know, it's a subscription VOD. So I understand that a lot of people are like, there's too many of those. Honestly, I agree. So uh, if you want to watch it, it's there all of season one there's 12 episodes but i believe that if it's not this i think it actually might be this week they're all plopping out as podcasts so you'll be able to listen to them for free that's pretty cool which makes it uh you know nice it's a nice way to have people 
like experience hear the what show. the show is a lot of it's visual so there's gonna be a lot in there you're like what this is not working but <sighs> we're doing some tweaks for season two um you know a lot of stuff was was discussed today yeah yeah we went to ike's sandwiches yet again second day in a row it was overruled again even though it's my show wait a second <laughs> um so yeah like again yeah, you know, yesterday i had that sandwich and then i didn't eat again mm-hmm. like i didn't even like eat an almond i had nothing after that right and then today is the same same not eating again okay just can't handle it right now yeah it's too much i hear you oh, i got a lighter sandwich and added some cucumbers to it i was like this is gonna really pan out yeah and I, as soon as i finished the sandwich i was like why, why did i just eat that sandwich what kind of sandwich was it a chicken it was like chicken tomato lettuce some cucumber it sounds pretty good yeah i mean it was ike's is great they're from san francisco hmm. you know it was on a dutch roll that san sounds, francisco brand you can't really get anywhere all right Anyway, that's my uh, Ike's update. I hope you're all excited about it. Tune in to, on Tuesday, there'll be a new James Bonding episode where we rank all of the James Bond cold opens. Oh, wow. One to 24 in, a, in what I would describe as a two hour and 45 minute marathon of a podcast. <laughs> Wait, and that, it was, you didn't talk about a movie, you just talked about the cold opens? We talked about all the cold opens. Whoa. Um, and then... Star Trek, the next conversation this week is about two hours and five minutes long. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so if you're looking for ways to get Matt Myra, <laughs> there's too many. There's a lot. There's too many ways. So you, any more updates? Um, yes, there is an update on the, on the, biz, on the list. Uh, insurance. Hi, Dory. Yes. I, so remember... I was like, I found out that my insurance actually only covers in-network. Yes. And I was appealing it. Yes. So I reached out to like our benefits. It's not really benefits. I guess benefits administrator. I don't know. Benefits advocate someone. And they wrote me back. Would you like to read it? Or would you like me to read it to you? I don't care. Hi, Dory. I appreciate your patience as I just heard back from our Empire account representative. Please see the below note. This was in italics in the email that she sent. And it is in italics here. Mm. And it says, this is the quote from the Empire account representative. I only see a partial approval for this date of service. I sent the claim to pay. I sent the claim back to pay the services, which I do see approved. The member will receive an updated EOB and an additional payment once completed. Since the claim is out of state, it can take up to 30 days for processing. BuzzFeed kicks in and says, can you please let me know once you've received the updated EOB if you have any questions in the meantime, I'm happy to further assist. Thank you for your patience. Redacted BuzzFeed Advocate Team. So what I think this means is that I'm going to get some more reimbursed. But this is not in English, so I'm not totally sure if that's what it means. Partial approval for this date of service. What does that mean? Approving part of the things that were happening? So some of the things... Sort of part some of Some of the things I knew were never going to get approved. Like right. the PGS testing yeah. was not going to be approved. Yeah. But I don't know if they mean some of the things that they... Like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. Turns out I don't know what it means either. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We don't have anyone listening who works for insurance companies. No, we do. do. Oh, we do. We definitely do. Right, what do you mean we definitely do? Because the people have written to us. Are who they say, trying to insure us? No. A couple of people emailed and said, or like, I remember one person emailing once and saying like, I work for an insurance company and someone called in about fertility and like I had to tell her that her plan doesn't cover it. And it was like a really hard conversation to have. Yeah. I can't imagine that's fun. No. Um, but I think this means I'm going to get some more money back. I hope you do. I say you. <laughs> I hope you get it. Enjoy it. Use don't, it for like a spa treatment. Don't you mean us? I don't know what I mean anymore. What What, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, it's time to hear from other people about their insurance. Okay. And what I call the second longest insurance email I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's from Anonymous. Hi, Dory and Matt. Listen to your story about insurance this week, and I'm having a parallel experience slash nightmare. I knew I had $30,000 of fertility coverage. Good for you, first of all. And when I started IVF, I asked my insurance company, United Healthcare, which doctors they recommended. They suggested Cedars, and so I went there, and which I'm very happy with about because my doctors are amazing. Cedars uses the most expensive out-of-network facility for their retrievals and transfers. They, like most, don't have a lab, so I got pre-approved for the OON lab prior to my services. This was in May and July. An obscene amount of money later, they are claiming that I'm not going to get reimbursed a single penny because of codes. <laughs> and then because of the tax, the lab tax ID. <laughs> and now it's that I have no out-of-network coverage for fertility. Uh-huh. I literally speak to them once or twice a week, and I'm getting ready to file my own appeal with my doctor's office. UHC did not internally, as the woman on the phone suggested she would do for you. It was rejected four or five times, uh, four times for four different reasons. P.S. They are always so nice and understanding, but it's literally someone's job in that company not to pay you. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. The one solid tip slash rumor I got of the appeal is that the facility may be the only one in 30 miles that we can use, in which case they cover as if it were in network. So yes, I am also pissed and find the whole thing obscene. The thoughts that circle my head often are, why did they approve me and tell me even the day before the operation that it was a green light? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why do they make up all the excuses? And even change the approval codes after the operation. Is there something more sinister going on? Uh, Yes. Why is fertility coverage for women so deeply unfair in this country? Um, This country hates women. Uh, Isn't it? Well, we saw an election that proved that. Isn't it also often the men's sperm that contributes to this situation? Yep. Why are penile extensions uh, and Viagra covered by insurance? Men make the laws. Also, penile extension is covered by insurance. Uh, I, I, I got to make a few calls. Oh. <laughs> How do I leave my job and become a full-time lobbyist for fertility rights for women in America? Okay, this is my rant. It sucks you're going through it, but I'm happy I'm not the only one. And $10,000 is a lot of money. And perhaps if there are others out there, uh, this could become a bigger case. Do 
you had a puzzled look on your face. Uh, I, I, I put the word this in there instead of the written word is because it made more sense in my head to say it like that. Otherwise, the sentence was, and perhaps if there are others out there, is could become a bigger case. I see. And then I was like, well, did I fuck it up? She probably typed really fast out of anger. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, this it it all sucks. Um, someone in the Facebook group this week was like, "Should I start recording my calls with the insurance company? Because like, they'll tell you one thing and then deny that they said something." And, right. Um, and you can say, I think in California you can be like, "I'm recording." Um, in California, it's a two-party consent recording state. You have to get consent. You have to say, may I record this call? Yeah. And they have to say yes, and, and you should get that on tape. Yeah. Now, if you're in New York, it's a one-party consent state. Uh-huh. But then you have to make sure that the person you're speaking to is also in New York. Right. So if, you, so if you're in New York and you call your insurance and you think that the person is in New York because you're a New York based insurance company or whatever, but they happen to be in California, then you're fucked. Well, is that usually in Connecticut anyway? I don't know. But, um, someone else, I mean, I I don't know. I think the consensus was generally don't record the call, but take notes, get, uh, every call has like a case number, take the case number down, get the name of the person you're speaking to, um, et cetera. But it's just like, it, it is. It's like at every stage. It's such a frustrating They're figuring system. out a way to deny you. Yeah. And, you know, these things are so expensive because insurance companies exist. Well, when I, so the, the hysteroscopy to fix the septum was covered by insurance because we did it at that yeah, surgery place, center. Yeah. So when I got the explanation of benefits, the surgery center like it's all fuzzy math. The surgery center charged them, charged my insurance twenty six thousand dollars for mm-hmm. the surgery. Sure, why not? But then there was a discount of thirteen thousand dollars for funsies. But I don't know. So like, it was like a fake rate, then a negotiated rate, then like, I mean, I ended up paying nothing. Well, they're like, this is what we charge. What do you think? Right. And then they're like, well, no. And then I'm like, well, what do you think? But then if I had paid cash. It would have been 26000 No, it would not have been 26000 It would have been less. <laughs> they charge the insurance companies more. Right, because they exist. Yes. It's fucking crazy. And here's another thing I learned yeah. from the Facebook group. So my $10,000 limit does not include drugs. Drugs are not included in that $10,000 limit. Okay. Some people, when they have fertility coverage and let's say they have a $10,000 limit, the $10,000 limit includes drugs. Right. Now, when you get your drugs through insurance, the amount that the pharmacy is charging your insurance company is like 10 times more than that, than what they charge you as a cash customer. So all these people were like, I went through my whole fertility benefit in one round just because of the drugs, because... They were charging my insurance company so much money. I went through the whole benefit, like without even realizing. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. So these people were saying, like, if you if your fertility benefit includes drugs, you have to check how much you have. If it's unlimited, fine. But if you only have like ten thousand dollars, you're probably better off paying for the drugs out of pocket mm-hmm. and using the fertility benefit for actual procedures. 
and like doctor's visits. It's crazy. It's uh, messy. It's terrible. It's uh, fucking broken. We all know that. And uh, some of us have better lobbyists than others. Yeah. Right? Yep. Great. So. Um, This is from Kelly. My husband works in home insurance for a major company and was originally being sent to Florida in response to Irma. Irma. (laughs) But after we had a long talk, decided to disclose our situation parenthetical have to already wait the six months due to this trip to miami to his boss and his boss's boss they were really sweet about it and asked if we could go to atlanta so he's there now that's from kelly yeah that's an update about zika right yeah i mean zika guys as we know here on the podcast we're not huge fans no and And we like to avoid it we treat zika like they are the husky in the neighborhood. <laughs> but I think if you if you live in Miami, like I don't think anyone's saying move, but I am. I'll say it right now. You guys should move. Really? Yeah, it's Miami. Ugh. <laughs> but you I mean you need to be taking every precaution you can. It's so humid. Long sleeves, bug spray. Too humid. It's very humid. Well, I mean Atlanta's not much less humid. Uh would you like to read this email from Jarena? Sure. Jarena? 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 Jarena. Okay. I'm going to go with. Okay. I listened to your podcast because my close friend and her husband went through IVF for years. They ended up having to use donor eggs and his sperm. All of their hard work was completely worth it when our beautiful little man was born last year. Oh. This was when I was like, does Our? she mean... <laughs> Is this a friend or is this her egg donor? N- no, she didn't donate the eggs. Or did or she? did she? I don't know. Or did she? I don't know. So then she says, "While we love and adore their child, or maybe they're just such good friends that okay. like, all right, who knows? The reality is that his birth nearly killed his mother. Uh-huh. She was induced because she had preeclampsia and gestational diabetes, Oy. which is." Very serious. After a week of partial labor, when her blood pressure was so high she was passing out, they did a C-section. We are very lucky that everyone survived and is mostly healed. The doctors in the hospital told them that another pregnancy may not end with such a happy ending and was highly not recommended. Okay. Now, a year later, the fertility clinic is saying that it will probably be okay. (laughs) So, if they want to, they can try again. No. Her husband takes this as it will be completely okay. She doesn't want to have any additional children and is very happy with the one that they have. Great. Her husband, however, continues to pressure her relentlessly to the point that he went from asking for one and is now asking for two to three more. They have six additional embryos available for transplant. Personally, I feel like the fertility clinic is just in it for the money and are not thinking about what she went through. While I know my opinion is not relevant, I feel as though the risk just isn't worth it. How would you two handle such a situation? Uh... I mean, it's if it were us or if we were you and our friends were crazy. I think if we were her and our friends were crazy. I think that's what she's asking. Well, I mean, first of all, it, this the situation with us, if it were us, would not get that far. That's what I mean. Like, it's we like, yeah. No, no. If I almost died in childbirth. No. I'll find another kid somewhere. Dory, I can't find another Dory. So we'll Aww, keep that thanks, there. Yeah, get your foot off me. It's <laughs> gross. Um, and 
Yeah, it's also like fucking. It's her. It's you. It's your. It's uh, her body. Yep. You can't shove babies in there. She doesn't want babies in there. It's crazy. I would get a second opinion from yeah. a doctor or who is not your like fertility doctor. Get them a puppy. Yeah. And then be like, look, oh, here's another kid. It's only gonna make it till about fourteen, but here it is. <laughs> um, the husband needs to chill. Yeah, he needs to chill the fuck out. Jesus Christ! Yeah, come on, dude. Like, that's crazy. I don't understand it. I really don't even I don't understand either. the logic in that. I don't either. You want more kids? I mean, no. Yeah, your wife almost died. Yeah, dude. Okay, so if you were Jarena, what would you do? That this is what I'm saying. What What would you say to your friend? Like, what are you doing, dude? You're crazy. But I think she feels like she can't say that to the husband. Like, what would she say to the wife? I'll drive you to the divorce proceedings. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it'll be fine. You can share custody of the beautiful boy that we all have, apparently. Yeah. And uh, just fucking get this crazy person out of uh, out of your out of your uterus. It's pretty shitty. I think no 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 not of you of the husband I think like she should say I mean if it's like if she truly does not want another child then insane if she doesn't want another child because of what could potentially happen to her a understandable but b you know maybe there's a way to wait longer and then get three or four medical opinions and not just the opinion of the clinic that gets the money whether or not you have a baby or not. Yep. Yeah, get another opinion. And if I mean he, it's truly if, he, if you have six embryos it's in that clinic's interest to keep you alive cuz they can get six more rounds out of you. Well, I was going to say they could also use a surrogate. Yeah, that's that's also positive. That's the thing. I mean, it's already not your egg, honey, so let the baby let the baby go somewhere else. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I do, but like, I don't know. The whole situation doesn't sound I'm very. Just like really doesn't sound uh, very healthy. Wound up about it. I see that. Just don't care for it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, this is from Natasha, uh-huh. and she says, "I love listening to your podcast. I'm also a huge Bo fan, as I have two very furry pups myself. I'm trying to get pregnant the old-fashioned way. I'm currently trying to get pregnant the old-fashioned way." My husband and I started trying in April, got pregnant in June, and then I miscarried in July at six weeks. I did not have to have a DNC and was cleared to start trying again after two cycles, which is now. While I was recovering from the miscarriage, I went down a rabbit hole of reading all sorts of articles and blogs written by women who struggled or are struggling to become pregnant, which led me to discover your podcast. Oh, well, thanks. I'm glad someone on the internet's talking about us. <laughs> I'm glad that a, a rabbit hole led you to us. Uh, my question is, how do you keep your mind off of getting pregnant and wanting a baby? My anxiety is increasing each month and I'm finding it more and more difficult to take my mind off of it. For example, each, every time I have a twinge or a cramp in my midsection, I'm thinking, hmm, what could that mean? Every time I use the toilet, I naturally look to my underwear to check for cervical mucus, gross, or spotting or my period. Anytime I have sex or t- take an ovulation test, I'm logging that into my fertility tracking app and browsing there. Well, that part's normal. Then, of course, there's seeing my friends who are pregnant or have babies, whether it be in person or all over my social media. And I hate to say it because I absolutely love your podcast and the Facebook group, but listening and reading the posts online again get my head spinning about getting pregnant. 
Then when I go to bed, my mind is circling around everything I did or didn't do to get pregnant, the envy I feel mm. for some of my pregnant or mom friends, and the irrational feeling that I'll never get there. Irrationals in brackets. I realize this probably sounds absurd to many of your listeners who are going through so much more than I am with 10 times the doctor's appointments, medications, tests, injections, etc. I guess what I'm saying is it seems that all I can think about is getting pregnant and the fact that I'm not pregnant yet. I'm having such a hard time quieting my mind. Dory, do you feel like your brain is consumed with all things fertility related and or how do you deal? I'm actively trying to get pregnant, but at the same time, I don't want it taking over my life like it seems to be doing. Question was for you, honey. I have some thoughts. Please. One, I think you need to go to therapy. Yeah. I think you need someone to talk about all of this with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just get it out. Well, let me tell you, the the girl in the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, the dauphin or dauphin. Dauphin. It's French. Yeah, dauphin. Dauphin. Uh, you know, Wesley's uh, love interest is, uh, we were like, what happened to her? Is she an actor? Still, no, she's a therapist specializing in couples therapy and infertility therapy. I think we should go to her. So, you know, I'm just saying there are specialists out there who deal with this very thing. Yeah. Um, I think you should see a therapist. I think you should try meditation. Yeah. You know, you say you want to quiet your mind. I think that would be a good thing to try Uh um one thing that i find very helpful in terms of quieting my mind is restorative yoga that's the lazy one that's the lazy one yeah you they give you all sorts of props and you you lie in different poses for like 10 minutes it's great i love it it's like a guided meditation Uh um yeah i think that as much as you can, maybe stop reading so much stuff online. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't even be listening to this right now. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't hear this because you're not listening. Great job. Yeah. We're proud of you. Um, I think distraction is the is the distraction, but also talking about it, which sounds counterintuitive and paradoxical, but I don't think it is. Because you do want to talk about it. You don't want to keep it all inside. You want to talk about it with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also want to do other things that are going to take your mind off of it. Do you find yourself talking to your therapist about this still? Um, occasionally. It's like so out of my head in therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's like not I feel the, like I've beaten the dead horse. Yeah. It's not the number one thing I talk about. Although I did talk about it this week because I admitted that I sometimes get, <clears throat> um, sort of irrationally angry when I read about, opioid addicted moms who have opioid addicted babies uh-huh. and like you know why I, you know, I was talking about in the context why of they're like, so fertile why they're so fertile why like we can barely they barely even want us to fucking breathe after they do the transfer like you know what i mean like you have to take progesterone for 12 weeks. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah, no exercise. No exercise. And like here these women are fucking shooting up. Yeah. Like who knows what the hell else they're doing. Uh-huh. And their babies, like the babies are still surviving. Yeah. And it's like, really? Like, fuck. Um, and she was like, she was basically like, it's not a zero sum game. Like them having a baby doesn't take right. away your baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you can be 
you can be upset about it, but you also like, she was also like, you don't want to be them either. Right. Um, and yeah, but like that, so it'll, it'll occasionally come up like, cause I just read this big story, um, about heroin addicts and there was a scene, there was one scene where like this, uh, it's actually, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. It was like, it was very upsetting. All right. Well, you um, we don't have to. That's the beauty of it. And also my therapist herself did IVF. Uh-huh. So she knows more than your average therapist. I mean, my therapist knows shit about it. So yeah. it's like, I have to tell him everything individually. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And then I'm like, well, this. Yeah. So at least like she knows and, you know, she went through it like, over 20 years ago yeah. and it took her years to get pregnant. Uh-huh. So, um, we're, we're hitting the, we're hitting the, uh, S. Oh, in the like, years to what? get pregnant. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting there, but no, it took her over like over six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I do feel like she, like she like truly gets it. Yeah. So I can like really talk to her about it, which is good. Mm. What? Nothing. I was just thinking I got an email from work and I just thought of a very funny slash inappropriate reply to send and almost giggled to myself, but decided not to giggle to myself. So I slightly smirked and Dory couldn't make it through a sentence. Hi. I'm sorry I distracted everyone. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying... Uh, it's nice to have someone who you can talk to about this stuff. Right. Well, I think therapy is always a helpful way to get it out. And part of this podcast is therapy for us. So yeah, hopefully it's therapy for a lot of you listening to it too. And who get to write into us, but also the, you know, the aspect that we actually do sit down and talk about it every week, you know, and you know, obviously we talk about it prior that's why i was like so good at telling the story of the uh, doctor's appointment i wasn't at mm, you were so good at that um but yeah talking is always key i mean the other thing about this podcast that i feel like sometimes people don't totally understand is like we're not we're not like sugarcoating things for the audience right in some ways we're being big babies about stuff yeah and like sometimes we bicker and are in bad moods and that's like, yes, that's real. I mean, it help. It doesn't help. I think that we record this last thing Sunday. We can change that. Like it's the end. Of, we're, we might have to change it. Yeah. It's the end of the fucking week. And we're just like, oh boy. Hey, speak for yourself. We've been through it. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank you. All right. Anyway. Yeah. You should talk to someone. And and cut back on your reading. And, you know, I don't think about it. I'm super distracted by everything else. I suggest binging a, a TV show. Have you ever Say, watched Cheers? Have you ever watched of it. The Crown? <laughs> it's your move. <laughs> or Big Little Lies. What's going to be your crown while you're in your two-week wait? Um. Well, I don't know because... I'm caught up on a bunch of my... I'm caught up on Insecure. You know what might be my crown? Stranger Things season two. Well, I never finished Stranger Things season one. Maybe you should finish it. Uh, you know what? It wasn't really my thing. No, obviously it wasn't. It was... It was too scary. 
spooky and pop culture reference I like pop culture references. I just sure don't do. like spooky. Uh-huh. Um, but Better Things just came back, and that's one of my favorite shows. Right, but you'll be watching it weekly. Right, so I can't binge it. Um, I watched all of Insecure in real time. You haven't seen season three of Kimmy Schmidt. I don't love Kimmy Schmidt. I do. So many fucking jokes. You know what I could watch? Joke, I could, joke, 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 joke. I could watch Veep. I haven't finished Veep. Well, there you go. There's plenty of Veep to watch. There's plenty of Veep to watch. You know what? Is another you show. Never finished. You haven't finished Game of Thrones. It got too violent. Oh, that's right. You don't like violence. And I read all the books. That was well. They're past the books now. I know, but it, it's so. too violent, too rapey, and like it's just too much. <laughs> what? She covers her eyes at Captain America movies. It's too so, much. So. I like The Crown. Mm-hmm, I, I like mm-hmm. insecure. I like better things. I like, I, you know, I, I, I don't need all the violence. The world is, is enough. You know what? I still haven't watched. No, I, I haven't watched the handmaid's tale. Uh, maybe you should watch American vandal. That looks very funny. Oh, you know what I want to watch also? What? The deuce. Uh, I think James I will enjoy Franco. that. It looks expensive. It does. And by expensive, I mean also violent. You know, I asked uh, one of my coworkers who's seen a few episodes, yeah. I asked if it was very violent. She said there was some uh, pimp on prostitute violence, but nothing on the level of like The Wire or Sopranos. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well. So I think I'm going to give it a shot. But yeah, I could use another crown-like. Oh, you know what? Maybe I will watch Queen Victoria. Or Victoria, which I was going to watch, but there was no way to binge it without paying like $40, which annoyed me. I was like, this is a masterpiece theater. You couldn't buy the season on iTunes? It annoyed me that I... It was that $40 It iTunes? annoyed me that we pay for every channel and Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime. And yeah. there was no way for me to watch this masterpiece theater show without paying an additional like $20 a season. BBC, yo. It just, it, like the principle. We don't pay for, but that's what you've got to get your head through. Our, our UK listeners know they pay a television license fee in order to observe these BBC programs that are paid for by taxes. Programs. So when we're watching them, of course we got to fucking pay for them. Yeah, but why don't they just make a deal with Netflix? Uh, they do sometimes, but that's why they're like two seasons behind on Great British Bake Off. I know. All right. Oh, I could rewatch Great British Bake Off. You could. You can watch the new season, which I hear is actually very good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see 
a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Um, And uh, we have this from Maria. Is that what I'm reading? Mariah. Boy, am I bad at names tonight. Yep. Uh, this is from Mariah. Listening to your last podcast, I felt the urge to address the listener who had pushed friends away due to trauma and found that she missed them. Speaking as someone who has been the friend on the other side of the situation, don't be afraid to reach out. They're probably hurt, but they probably miss you too. A year ago, I reconnected with an old friend who I had felt had abandoned me. The end of our friendship was sudden and unexplained, and after four years of minimal to no contact, she sent me a text asking if I was in town. I was, and we went. We met at the mall. We small-talked and window-shopped, and she eventually asked if I wanted to go back to her apartment for dinner. I was wary, as I still wasn't sure if she, why she suddenly wanted to see me, but I agreed. She cooked me dinner, and as we sat down, she finally addressed the elephant in the room. Turns out, the man she'd been dating during our friendship was controlling, manipulative, and abusive. He knew I saw through him and didn't, and didn't like him, and had managed to convince her that I was not to be trusted, and he had her cut off contact with me. Ugh. The year, the years after she escaped this relationship were, were spent recovering from the abuse and trying to determine fact from fiction he had created. I felt awful for being so angry for her, uh, with her for years and that she had felt the need to apologize for something that was not her fault. But anyways, moral of the story is explain the situation to the best of your ability if you're able to. If not, take your time. If they are a true friend, they will understand. I know... 
that the details of the story are very different from the readers, but I felt that the hearts were similar and wanted to share. Also, hi, Bo. Love, Mariah. You're you're a good friend, Mariah, for, like, agreeing to see her and... I think you would, too. You know? I would, too. You would agree to see this person. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You'd, like, give them a shot. I am... I am like very forgiving until I'm not. Yeah. Like you can push me pretty far. Dory has a couple of people she's iced out. And then. And you know what? I think it's delightful. And then it's like, you know what? You push me too far. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it takes a, it takes a lot. And it takes, it does take a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty forgiving. Go ahead. Hey there. This is Siobhan. And I'm with my husband, Sandy, and we've both been listening to the podcast. Um, we, uh, we've been struggling for about a year, and I wish that we dealt with infertility sooner than a year, but, you know, we feel pretty naive, and we look at doctors with big doe eyes, and we go where they say, and we do it. They want us to do, and then we always find out the hard way that that might not have been the best way or we could have been smarter about something. And so we are um, maybe making our way to clomid in an IUI if we deal with my blocked fallopian tube, blah, blah, blah. So it's been amazing to hear what you guys have been going through and to learn a lot from everyone else. And uh, I always... We always have the idea that we would, whenever we're in a tough situation and we learn lessons the hard way, we try to pay it forward when we can. Um, so I'm wondering if you at all during this podcast are going to take a moment, and maybe I haven't gotten there because I'm only on episode um, three, if you're going to take a moment to, to give lessons, like here's what I would do differently, here's what I would do at this stage, here's how I could save money at this stage and here's, you know, maybe I could have fought with the insurance company on this one or maybe I could have found a different clinic and shopped oh, around for another treat. price here. I don't know what it is. I'm seeking anything, I guess. And I still say me, but it's we, but it's really me. And I just want to say thanks again for your podcast. I really appreciate it. Communication is the best, and you guys make me laugh, and that's the best way that we can get through this. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Will she ever hear this? She won't hear this for like she's got fifth three she's months, got forty-seven episodes to get through before she gets to this one. Yeah. Crazy. Well, she's probably gotten through at least two since she left yeah. that voicemail. Um, I, I, I got to assume that we naturally have done that throughout, right? I think so. You're in for a treat. There's she's, so much. She's really going to enjoy this podcast. What do you think? You know, I I haven't, I actually, I had an idea about our, you know, our one year anniversary is coming up. Of doing the podcast? Of doing the podcast. Our two year anniversary is coming up of being married. I know. Crazy. It's cuckoo. Um, I think I might want to put together a little it's like. A Wednesday highlight i'll be here i think i want to put a little put together a little like highlight episode of the podcast how i don't know how would we go about doing that i i don't know it's a big undertaking i know and what would the highlights be 
I don't know. You know what? We could do an episode too that's just called like our journey so far. And it's just what we've gone through. Yeah. And all the front ends of the podcasts where we have stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I was thinking is like we could do an episode where we re listen to episode one. I don't want to do that. It sounds terrible. But sure, whatever. (laughs) Like doing an after show for our own podcast. Yeah. Crazy, you know, it's like it's like when sitcoms do those episodes that are bottle like, episodes yeah. that are done to save money or because of a writer's strike. Yeah, so it's like we're saving money. So what they do is they write some scattered stuff around uh, clips, and uh, usually it's on one set, so it can be filmed very quickly and easily. Right. So and we it's would all like you know. So we would do that. Season two has a famous one uh, in Star Trek. It's called the. Uh, touch of gray or something like that and 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 Riker uh, gets some sort of uh disease from the planet he's just beamed up from and it's just forcing him to be in sick bay having flashbacks <laughs> right yeah yeah so, so maybe we could. we could have a sickness and then have flashbacks yeah sounds great great that's a big undertaking i don't know i don't know i don't know how we would approach someone to do that Oh, boy. I mean, and our notes, our show notes aren't super extensive, you know? I know. So. I know. Look, maybe it's a pipe dream. I think it might be a pipe dream. All right. But uh, thanks for the voicemail. And I hope you're still listening by by the time you get here. Yeah. Wish there was some way to like hit her back and be like, hey, we did your voicemail this month. I can text her. There you go. Through through Google Voice. Skip ahead to episode 51. (laughs) This is from Kay. My husband and I have been together for 15 years, married for three and a half, and started trying to have the baby the normal way two years ago. He's 31, I'm 32. Yes, we were practically babies when we started dating, and we really like each other, so that's cool. Boy, oh boy, you were practically babies. Honey. Yes. Get out there. Now I'm talking to Kay. Oh. I mean, try some different dick out, bro. I mean, it's just crazy. 15. Hey, you know, it works for some people. I guess it does. Anyway, (laughs) back into the email about you trying to have children with your happy marriage. (laughs) Uh, Due to some fears of what might be, uh, sorry, due to some fears of what we might find out, we put off getting tested until January of this year. And started with my husband, mostly because I figured testing would be easier than mine. And well, Matt, my husband's sperm are way dumber than yours. Oh, boy. Buckle up, everyone. I won't even get into the horrible way we received the results. I got mine in a comedy writer's room. So I can't wait to hear how you received your results. Was that a, You were on Fameless, though, yeah, right? I was on the Spade prank show. Uh, but it went something like this. Morphology, zero. Motility, zero. <laughs> Count, zero. <laughs> oh, boy, your husband's sperm is real dumb. Uh, oh, wait, there's chicken scratch in the fine print section. Apparently, they went deeper into the analysis based on the results and found that he had two twitching sperm. <laughs> Fucking two. And a high... White blood cell count. That doesn't sound good. Fuck. That's a very beautifully written paragraph that just says fuck. Mm. Uh, So on to a fertility doctor who ordered him to cool his balls, lay off the coffee, take pro uh, 
Pro X seed. Pro seed. You, Pro seed. You were supposed I to took be taking that. Yeah, I took that when we were doing it. The last round with Dr. Beck. Take antibiotics to address the high white blood I think cell count. You took count. something else, but okay. What did I take? Pro seed was what Dr. Weiner put you on, and you didn't take it because you said it tasted bad. Oh, I had pills. Yeah, you had pills last time. Uh huh. Anyway, it did taste bad. Since he had recently been sick with the flu about a month earlier, he had to uh, get the white blood cell count in shape here. Wait six to eight weeks and then retest. Retest found 15 twitching sperm. Oh, boy. Yay for the increase, but not even in the same universe as 20 to 200 million. Uh, So our doctor ordered some blood tests and found that my sweet husband has micro deletion of his Y chromosome, which apparently happened when his DNA was getting formed. A totally random occurrence. It only affects sperm production and nothing else. Besides this kicker, this problem will be passed down to a son if we had one. I'd always pictured myself as a boy mom. Insert tears here. On to the geneticist to explain that we basically have three types of this problem. Sorry, the, that basically of the three types of this problem, he had the best type, which is AZFC microdeletion. Meaning... That he has severe oligospermia. Oh, that? That's a severely low sperm count. Since there were some twitching guys found in there, she confirmed that this will be passed down to a son, but was hopeful that we may be successful with ICSI and if we did PGD testing. We would be able to determine the sex and maybe bypass the hereditary issue if we tried for a girl. My husband could also see a reproductive urologist and see if there could if they could get more sperm straight from his testicles. That sounds awful. But that wasn't recommended as an option since we have to do ICSI anyway due to the morphology, motility, etc. They could work with 15, supposedly. Fast forward to now. We don't know what to do. We've always said if we didn't have a baby the natural way, we would stop there. No IVF. Live in the dual income, no kids life. That's a fun life, huh? Yeah. In hindsight, <laughs> just looked around at all our things. Uh, in hindsight, we don't really remember why that was our stance, mostly because of the risk, financial, relational, health, etc. Maybe the universe was trying to tell us something because maybe because we witnessed close friends struggle with through IVF process and not wanting to face the same struggle. But also, as soon as we found out our situation, IVF was put on the table in front of us and we are at a crossroads. On to my question. Although, I'm still trying to determine exactly what they are. Nikki. Uh, not Nikki. Uh, this is. Who, who am I talking to here? This is a very well. K. This is from K. Uh, K is writing an email that is beautifully written, incredibly long, and meaty. Here we go. Number one. Have any listeners had this problem and made a science baby successfully? This is the sperm signal going around. Yep. Literally. Sperm signal. Please share. We're in desperate need of a success story. I went down the Google rabbit hole and I found mixed information. So, eggheads, if you're out there, sperm signal's on. Okay. I would also um, put this to the Facebook group. Agreed. 
Okay, I would copy and paste these questions to the Facebook group. Yep. You might get an answer even quicker than us. Yep. But, but if anyone's going to email us, we'll talk about it next week. Maybe. If those emails come in in time. We might be on a truncated schedule. Would we be bad people for having a boy knowing that he would inherit the same issues? I have always wanted boys, but I'm not sure if I could imagine the guilt of that for a son. Is it fair to him? No. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know. I mean Have you thought about a sperm donor? Have I thought about Not one? you, but Oh, this person. Okay. Um, my guess is they probably haven't uh gotten there yet. Yeah. Um I don't know. If it would make you're certainly not going to be bad people. But I have to say that if it were us, I would just be like, oh, all right, well, then we don't have a boy. Let's uh, stop this here. You know? Kind of like killing the henchman after the main Bond villain is dead. Mm. You know what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to answer that at all? I don't know. I feel so conflicted about it. That's how they feel also. I know. I don't have I don't have like a clear cut answer for them. If I were in their shoes, I and I knew going into it that they would definitely have this problem. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. It's, it's tough, hard. Tough decision. These are hard questions. 3 how normal is it to be so conflicted about choosing the IVF road? My friends that have done IVF just jumped right in, maybe because their insurance covered it. Probably not. And my husband and I feel like we are drowning in the what-ifs of it all if we and are stuck, unable to make a decision about our future in general at this point. Well, I can say... Well, I guess I'll read the next part. Uh, do we even want kids if this is the path we have to take, knowing there is a good chance it might not even work? Dory? Yes. Do you have an answer for any of these questions? Um, is it normal to feel so conflicted? I think it's normal. Sure. Um, I, uh, think, I think it's not unreasonable. I think it's not unreasonable. But I also think if you want to have IVF, you kind of know you want to have IVF. Like if you know you want to keep trying. Right. Right. Um, here's what I would also say to... Okay. Um, if you're going, if you do decide to do IVF, I would also get yourself tested before you make the full jump into IVF. Because it would suck to make the decision to get IVF and then discover yet another problem on the way mm, in. That's, that's a good point. So I would, I would, my recommendation to you is to see a, a, an endocrinologist reproductive endocrinologist and 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 get the whole thing checked out you yeah. know like if you're going in you know it's like getting a physical before you leave on an arduous journey because really what you're about to do is an arduous journey like a quest uh really i was just thinking about like you know getting a new job or something where you needed a physical mm. that was my brain but all right okay. yes like a quest for a baby mm-hmm this whole thing has been such a mind fuck. 
we honestly don't know what we want anymore. Our insurance doesn't cover anything. Welcome. Well, yeah. welcome to us last year. Yeah. We own a house in Orange County. Nice. It's pretty sweet. And I have a shitload of student debt. Mm. Nice. That's good debt, though. You know, as long as you keep paying, mm-hmm. you're fine. Spent my career working with children with disabilities, so those fears creep in. I have a, also, I've had friends do multiple rounds, experience health reactions to IVF, meds, miscarry, struggle with their miscarriages, etc. throughout the IVF process. I know we can't predict the future, and the risks uh, are there either way. It just feels different when you are choosing this road versus making a baby the normal way. And it just happening. You feel me? Well, it is certainly more of a conscious effort than to let, you know, nature take its course. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like we... I mean, I take issue with your use of the word normal, but I'll set that aside. Normal. Who said normal? She did. Well, you know what? I'm going to allow it. You are? Yeah. The non-science way. Yeah. I prefer that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we're not abnormal. Honey, we're freaks. Everyone listening, you guys are freaks, too. Oh, my God. Welcome to the freak club. What? What? <laughs> Mandori's excellent freaks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't find anything particularly upsetting about the... Well, it's in it's in quotes. Oh, okay. Does that help? Yes. I'm sorry, uh, Kay. I, every instance of the word normal in this email has been in quotes uh, okay you know has been in quotes i wish in k's defense i wish you had said that it, starting at the the top of the of the thing the first sentence it's in air quotes oh my god i feel like i've betrayed Matt? you k first i'm attacking you for not getting enough dick oh my god and then i'm in here like man wow i'm a bad person right now let's exhale is Kay's email done no 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 we just had to get over that whole ah okay her last thing she said was uh, it feels different when you are choosing this road versus making a baby the quote normal way (laughs) and it quote just happening see you feel me see how much better that was that was a lot better I know that was a lot so thank you for taking the time to read this email if you've gotten to this place. Your podcast has been amazing for me through this process. So thanks a ton to you guys for sharing your journey. P.S. What do you guys think about using crowdfunding for IVF? We're not going to do that. Uh, I have to admit it has crossed my mind a few times. Oh, you can absolutely do it. Especially if I can force anyone who asks me, when are you having kids? Why don't you have kids? You need to hurry. Your eggs are getting old to make a donation. Yeah. Concept just seems really strange. On the other hand, I recently saw someone who raised $14,000 in two days on GoFundMe. So there's that. Whoa. Doubt we would ever do it, but just curious to hear your thoughts about it. <sighs> now I'm exhaling. Okay. What are your thoughts about crowdfunding for IVF? Oh, I think if you truly can't afford it, then I, yeah. Yeah. Sure. By all means. I think any way you you need to raise money for yourself is a valid thing. You know, it's certainly not like you're trying to crowdfund the purchase of 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 a yacht or something. What if it was a 
fertility yacht, oh. like a pregnant plane. No, I like a fertility yacht where you can have offshore IVF with international drugs hey, at a cheaper cost. We should start that. We should start an IVF yacht. Um, check out our GoFundMe page. <laughs> For the IVF yacht. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends on everyone's individual situation. I would not ever feel comfortable doing it as a public figure. Right. Um, you I mean, know, you don't even really feel I that comfortable with Patreon. I hate Patreon. I really do hate it. I hate, I hate, I hate asking. It's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, it is something we actually use towards the IVF, and my wife is uh, pleased about that. So I don't like asking. That's where I stand on it. And we we appreciate all of our supporters. A hundred percent. It's like amazing. Uh, you know, you I, just I, you hate asking people for things. Yes, that's what it is. I love our 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 excellent eggheads. Right. And, you know, the people that listen to the Patreon bonus episodes. We love them. We know, like, like we know them all by name. And we really let shit fly over there. Yep. So. Uh, I was just going to make a reference to in something. In many ways, that's the real podcast. Don't. We Go don't. to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. We don't want too many people listening to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Where, so where, I mean, what do we do? What do we do here? What do we do with? I know we can't predict the future either way. It just feels different when you're choosing. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you just have to ask. I think, I think you need to separate the IVF. Here's what I think. From. uh, No, but I'm just going to say the word choosing. Oh. I think that it's not. That's also in air quotes, by the way. Okay. Just to be specific. Yeah. Okay. But, uh. I think that sometimes the road chooses you. Okay. Um, what I was going to say <laughs> before you interrupted me um, was that I think you need to separate IVF from whether or not you want to have a kid. Yeah. Like, do you want to have a kid? Do you want to have a kid? I think once you answer that question. Then your answers become clearer. Then the choice will choose you. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> your glasses look really weird right now. It's <laughs> uh, because they're like sideways and not on my face. Oh yeah. Um. Also, like you're only thirty-one and thirty-two. Yeah, you. Oh, you've got. Yeah, you do have a lot of time. Like you have decide. some time. You don't. I know it seems like. I mean, if you're going to be doing IVF anyway, you're going to have to be doing IVF anyway. You've, you've got yourself a, you've got, a decent you've five got a to decent ten amount of time. I know it seems like you've been at this a long time because you've been together since you were children, but... Literal children. But you actually have time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play another voicemail. Okay. Hi, my name is Joe, first time caller. I started listening to the podcast about a month ago. I actually binge listened to them and... A few comments. Um, love your question about listening to these on in, re, enhanced speed. I actually listen to them on speed two, and I have to say, Dory's laugh is amazing on speed two. Just FYI. Oh. And the other day, a caller had a question about speed yeast infections two. and treatments. Um, I think while you're trying and stuff, and 
crazy, crazy, crazy remedy that always works is a clove of garlic up your vagina. So what? if you peel it and stick one up for about 12 hours, you will feel better within an hour or so. And it's just a great trick. Buy garlic extract. Um, thanks for all the knowledge and everything. I'm experiencing secondary infertility. I actually just went through my first FET, frozen transfer, and I was told I was pregnant and had two great betas and a drops beta on Monday. So oh, I'm sorry. Like tomorrow I should be finding out if I'm miscarrying or not. So oh. sort of a rough week, but love the podcast. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks. And good luck to both of you. Good luck Bye. to you. Bye. Clove of garlic. To stop what? Yeast infections. Vampires. Oh, you think she had vampires in her vagina? That's, I think that's yeast infection. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, I think we have time for one more email. We're, we're hearing a lot about people who are listening to this podcast much faster than they should be. Yes. I'm talking to you, Sean. At 1.8 to 2.0 speed. <laughs> Sean so, was... <laughs> Sean, I'm going to read this email. Um, you know what I'm going to do, actually? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the... Uh, Last paragraph from Sean's email at half speed. Uh So he is forced to listen to this (laughs) at a normal rate. As always, I'm rooting for you both and wish you nothing but the best with your baby journey and will continue to listen. Dory, startup is at the top of my 20 plus book audible backlog. <laughs> Okay, wait, does he listen to Audible and on 2x speed? Matt, I eagerly await the next Phoebe. Sean Jean Delaware. He's going to be awaiting that for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Scott's. He also he also um attached a screenshot of his stats by the way he's he listens to in this previous paragraph he said he listens to 50 podcasts yeah so he attached his stats from his podcast app and it told i think he uses pocket cast and it told him he has saved 36 days of listening by listening at 2x speed he listens to so many podcasts that he has he has saved a total of of over a month of listening time i mean i just wonder about like jokes that are timed a certain way i know it's very i find it very weird it's so strange um also like do our voices sound like this i don't know i don't know if the, does our pitch increase does no. our pitch increase our pitch i don't know increase right does it sound like we're talking through a balloon does our pitch increase i don't know <laughs> should we talk weird no, I just wonder what that even sounds like. I know, it's very strange. Uh, I'll tell you right now what it sounds like. Hang on. Uh, Matt and Dory. Excellent adventure. 
let's listen to last week's episode real quick here. Let's hear what this ad sounds like at a at a faster speed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, boy. It's got to update 34 other podcasts. Hey, everybody, this episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. All right, is so that's normal, right? Episona also a sponsor you today. Tough decisions in front of you. Do you keep trying to actually move on to IVF? Try IVF again. Listen to a podcast about IVF. There's so many options out there. Okay. But oh wait, that's the sleep timer. Oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. One X. This is because episode test goes deeper than a semen analysis to find genetic problems which you can have impact your treatment success. Men over 40, overweight, or who smoke and drink heavily are at an increased risk for genetic problems in sperm. So, gentlemen and ladies, visit Episona.com to learn how you or your partner can get tested. That is a Matt Myra approved ad. Dory had no part in this. <laughs> You're insane, Sean. Wow. <laughs> you can go up to two. I'm sorry. You can go up to three times speed on Downcast, which is the app I use. How do you even hear anything? And my cousins. And your cousins. No, but they probably don't have power right now because they're down in a... Okay. Yeah, County, County. A lot of Myra's and Chiparas. Well, Myra's and Myra's. 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 Myra's Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. See, that's, that's how you should hear yeah. the podcast. Sean, you're out of control. Slow down, buddy. Um, wow. Sean, you're out of control. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> that's how that sounds to Sean. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're going to be recording a bonus episode soon. If you want to get in on this month's bonus episodes, Go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. You get one bonus episode if you donate at $10 or more, and you get dose bonus episodes if you donate at $25 or more. Yeah. If you donate $50 or more, you get a signed copy of Start Up a Novel by Dory Shafir. By Dory Shafir. Um, and if you want something from me, just say so, and I'll find something to give you. Yep. Uh, we'll do supporters next week. We're recording our uh, $10 and up Patreon episode also this week. We're going to be recording it. Hopefully, maybe. I don't actually. We might not have any idea how that's going to happen. Yeah, but it will definitely be up by the end of next week. Yeah, meaning this week is Monday, right? So you're all listening to this Monday morning, right? At the end of next week is when yeah that episode will be up. Hopefully, yeah, maybe sooner, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe sooner. I don't know. Point is, Sean, slow the fuck down. (laughs) Ridiculous. This is insane. Uh, I, I can't even fathom how you... I can't believe you've been doing through. podcasts for like eight years and you've only just now encountered this this sub-world of people. I mean, who, I feel like Sean's just like, uh, as a point of pride, doing it at 2x speed. 
we heard from other people who listen at 1.5 to 2x. Jokes don't play in that speed. But they just want to get through the podcast. I don't understand. I mean, this podcast I can see maybe because you know that that like guy who podcast. tweets us who tweets at us every week who was at he was at the Portland reading um, and he listens to all of your podcasts on Mondays and he always like tweets a photo at us. Oh yeah, of all of, uh, Myra Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Um, he listens at one point five. Oh, buddy, you're you're breaking my heart. <laughs> but I also I get it. You know this <sighs> this week's two hour and forty five minute James Bonding could use a one point five. Oh my god! This week's two hour and five minute uh, what you call it Star Trek, and uh, let's not forget this week's hour and twenty minute Matt and Dory's Eclipse Adventure, which we're now wrapping up. So long. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you. We love you. Don't forget to email us. And please, if you could do me the favor, follow our Twitter account at ExcellentPod. That's it. I'm mad. I'm Dory. That's Bo. That is Bo. Well, that's not Bo. It's Bo. 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 Bo.